Um, so Goodman is supposedly injured, oh. um, which is why in the scenes he's obviously in um, in a suit, and I take up that position. Oh, was 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 that was that shot? Uh, yeah, there there was something like that, though, where there was supposed to be a thing that Goodman is injured. Um, I don't think it's supposed to be like a big scene or anything. Mm -hmm. Obviously, when we're shooting it, I don't know how much is visible and stuff. But obviously, I'm at fault for both goals. <laughs> I'm at fault for both goals in the last match, but I do assist one. I do, do. I do bring it back and I do yeah. assist one. So there is that. But because it is, you know, um, you know, a soccer show and, 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 and or a football show, there's there's also oh, other. You people. were so close. Yeah, you were so close to doing the interview with us in soccer. You were so close. Hello and welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. And boy, do we have a special one for you today. Uh, later, I'll be joined by my good friend Lewis, who returns to talk about filming his final days on the Ted Lasso set. But first of all, Igube and I are incredibly honored to be joined by one of the brilliant minds responsible for bringing this show to us. He's first name you see once the episode fades to black so i think it's i think it's apt that we have him on once ted lasso might have finally faded to black <laughs> guys please join us in welcoming to the podcast adam chip hamilton yeah glad to be here guys thanks for so much for having me on thanks for again for your listeners uh for you guys as well just again watching and and supporting the show uh it's 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 been quite a wild up and down ride uh with so much to hold near and dear uh, to our hearts and uh I, I just thank you guys for watching and being a part of it and supporting it and having this podcast you know for for promoting it as well too and uh, again just incredibly incredibly thankful no i mean all we're doing is talking about tv that's the fun part you guys are the ones doing the, you guys are the, ones doing the real work yeah we're just happy to be here honestly <laughs> yeah <laughs> So Ted Lasso has presumably finished forever. Don't worry, I won't ask you those questions. Um, I won't ask you about spin-offs or whatever. But right. I guess my first question is, how are you? How are you feeling? Oh, um, you know what? That's so funny. Uh, how am I feeling? Uh, again, and I, I'm sorry, but I, we do. Uh, again, it's it's where everybody was was in the circle, um, you know, around the fire inside, throwing everything and their memorabilia in. And again, it's one of those. Mm -hmm. I think it was was Steph um, that had said, you know, uh, don't be, or it was, I think it was maybe even Billy. It was one of the two. Uh, you know, don't uh, don't cry that it's over. Uh, you know, smile that it happened. And yeah. uh, I, I again, I, not to uh, you know quote our own, but it it's the truest thing I can probably say is that you know I it's it's been just such an unbelievable force i can't even say really show tv show because for me it was it was much more than that it, it took you know it's it takes a lot of heart a lot of hard work a lot of uh sleepless nights or you know lack of sleep offering on you know <laughs> very little um you know energy um and it is that's the work part of it but the people that's the life force that puts it back into you because when i i always say to people that i don't have to go to work i never have to go to work and ted lasso embodied this in its highest form was that i don't have to go to work 
I get to go mm-hmm. to work. I get to work with people like, again, like Lewis was on our show. I get to work with, again, guys like Jason, Brendan, Joe, uh, again, uh, people, uh, magicians like Paul Cripps, uh, Nikki uh, in, in makeup, uh, you know, our, our wonderfully talented uh, cast. Um, it, it, it It's just absolutely incredible and an honor because they're all absolute just ninjas and assassins at their crafts. Um, and talent, though, can only take you so far. It's that one plus one equals three mentality where you have everyone buying in. And if everyone buys in and has love in their heart and puts that passion into their work, you can you it's you can move mountains, you can achieve the impossible, you can you can you can do all that stuff. And and I, I truly, truly felt, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, is that Ted Lasso itself, its entity, everything that came along with it really, for me, made me question what was possible in my own life. Because from jumpstart, from jumpstart, you know, it was, um, you know, we can't take a promo spot for NBC Sports and turn it into a TV show. We can't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have tried and failed miserably. Uh, we can't do that. It's that's 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 not going to be what it is. Um, and that was the first one, and that happened. And then it's just like, well, you know, we knew we have a. a we, I think we always knew that we had a really good, solid show, but we didn't necessarily know how good and, and how successful. You know, I don't think anybody knew it was going to become. And you know, if you asked my seven-year-old self, because how I again I look at my life a lot of times is I look at a, my seven-year-old self and my eight-year-old self and who the person I am now doing it all in between. And my seven-year-old self is like, there's no way that like you, you have a career here and you're making money producing, you know, doing movies and television and, and, and all that and, and be happy with that. And I am, but you know, did I ever dream of being on stage, you know, accepting Emmy awards for something that I was involved in creating? No, no, I didn't. And again, you just look at these like, I, again, that kid was like, that's, you know, we dream of that kind of stuff. That's, that's, you know, people go their entire lifetimes without even sniffing something like that. And we're able to do that. And then, you know, it just kept rolling with, you know, different, you know, things that got into the show. And it, it, again, when the best way for me personally, the way I, I love to motivate people is doing something that everybody else says that, you know, it can't be done. And that, that for me is the best way you can, you can motivate people is to say, you know what, it's not impossible this is possible. And we just did it, you know, because again, I, I, that was one of the things that I had said, you know, in our final days of shooting with this is I, is again, I have a really special bond with, with again, especially the guys with with everybody, but really the guys again on the team and just making sure everybody, you know, the day ins and day outs of getting everybody ready and motivated to, you know, to, to do the work that day is, is I, that was one of the last things I said to them is that, you know, that the, uh, the people that tell you that it can't be done are always interrupted by the person that said, I just did it. And this group of people did it. Wow. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for coming to the podcast. That was the end of our discussion. Um, I, don't, I don't know how we continue from that. That's it. Yeah. It's just... No, I mean, that was, that was just great. Uh, I feel like I got checked up at points during that, yeah. during that. It's an emotional time for everybody, right? Like, I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, yeah. If you don't mind, I'd like to start at the top. Sure. Just how did you get involved and when did you get involved in this project? Uh, gosh, that's, again, that's a, a layered question is what I'll say. Um, I, 
I, I think it, I will start with again my relationship with with Jason, which mm-hmm. again, um, you know, he did a movie in Boston. Um, well, yeah, in Central Massachusetts called, uh, called Tumble Down, and that was my my first time working with him, and it went uh, successfully. And he said, "Listen, I think you're you kick ass. Why don't you uh, send your your business resume over to my business manager?" And I want to say within days. Uh, I was doing my first kind of solo exclusive project uh, with Jason, and that project was an NBC promo spot for Ted Lasso. Oh, nice! Wow. <laughs> yeah. So oh, that's when, and then I remember, and that was the first time I met Joe Kelly. That was the first time I met Brendan Hunt. Uh, first mm-hmm. time I met uh, Jeff Chetty's manager. He talks about, um, and we were just again, we were in a writing session, and these guys again were like, I, I, I remember phoning back to my mom and be like hey mom I'm, I, I think I'm, I'm stealing money because like they're paying me to be around these guys and they're just coming up with these ideas and like the in it I I am literally like my my stomach hurt because I was laughing so so hard and even the promo spots you know some of the stuff that never even saw you know like public that were some of the funniest things I, I and I mean I was physically covering like like again in like making gashes in my face trying to cover my mouth not to blow takes because i was i was laughing so oh so so hard at what these guys had come up with and right then and there again it, it went very very well and as you know that you know that the 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 show uh whether the commercial or, or promo spot anyway became uh you know a television show and well mm-hmm. <laughs> the rest is kind of history yeah Here we are. Yeah. yeah i loved those promo spots i used to just watch them over and over again on youtube which, yeah i mean back to what you said earlier it's i remember when the show was coming out i was like oh, is this what you're doing is this i was quite scared I was like i love this promo star and then like three episodes in i was like oh okay i get it i mean just, just do it. it's fine <laughs> yeah no and, and it was funny again from you know perspectives of them having have shot it and then even i probably even trying to to sell the show, which again, a lot of those guys, Bill Lawrence and, and those guys and Jason and, and all, you know, uh, I, I didn't necessarily, I did not have any, you know, kind of part of as far as selling the show to, to networks and things like that. But, uh, you know, <laughs> telling people about the show, uh, especially before we even came out, people were like, ah, yeah, mm, I don't know if I'm on board with that. I, you know, that, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. You know, like that's a, maybe a good commercial, but there's no way I'd probably watch an entire show about that in, you know, the football. It, it's really hard to see. Like, and then, you know, when the show kind of came out and started airing season one, you would always, <laughs> the, the headlines for it, or at least from my perspective anyway, would be like, yeah, so, this show t- is actually pretty good. Like, kind of like, <laughs> like we, we weren't supposed to be that good. And they're like, now they're like, hey, have you heard of Ted Lasso? It's actually a pretty good show. Or have you heard of it? And, and a lot of it, because it was kind of, I want to say like, maybe even like three quarters of the way done or like halfway through that did people kind of, it kind of pop up on different radars and people kind of talking about it, whether it be in media or articles and things like that. Because a lot mm-hmm. of it was, was word of mouth. I know, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, you know, there was there wasn't I don't think a whole lot of promotion, you know, for the start of, of the show and then kind of word of mouth through, you know, the Internet, as we know, and as, as it became. And, and again, the, during that time, especially as well, I think a lot of us were inside of our houses during the pandemic as well, mm-hmm. too. So, mm-hmm. 
it was also new content, which I think also, you know, kind of worked in our, our favor, you know, as well. But, uh, you know, the show was always, you know, we, 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 we again, you, you, you're in the driveway, you know, practicing your, your, your jump shot or you're, you're in, you know, you're on a pitch, you know, practicing your, you know, your free kicks. It's, it's so that you can get better and hone your craft to know that you yourself are good. It's just whether mm-hmm. other people are going to, you know, get on board to see it or not, you know, you, but you become the best person that you can be. It's, it's what you did yesterday that is shown to the world today. So, you know, today is too, is too late. It's what you do. And it's that constant preparation. And when you know, you're like, yep, I'm going to hit that shot. You know, when the game's on, when the, when, when the limelight, when you hit record and that little, mm-hmm. you know, red light is on next to the camera, you know, you know, that's the time to perform. And it's just, it, you know, we were all, again, we were always, we, we always felt that we had a, you know, a good show. Now, did we think it was going to, you know, get to the level that it did and, and, and uh, you know, reach the audiences that it did. I, I don't think anybody did, but we're, we're sure glad it did. And, and, uh, but we we were we were confident from from the start, and and we're just glad that everybody else you know saw you know even further than what we could see, and, and just kind of embraced the show, which we're we're super grateful for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, clearly, it takes a lot of work, a lot of collaboration to bring this kind of thing together. Yeah. But sort of just to clarify it for our listeners, I guess, and as well as also for us, your day-to-day job as a producer, like what what is what is your own role on on set and in the way the show itself kind of functions? Sure. So it's a coordinating producer, which again, not a lot of of, of uh, people are familiar with the title. Um, but in in a nutshell, basically, is and again, Lewis, you feel free to to jump in here if I'm because you you get to see me again on a day-to-day basis, but. From my perspective, what I what I try to do is I I, I just try to get the best out of people. Uh, I try to get the best out of my crew. I try to get the best out of our actors. I try to get the best out of ev- everybody that uh, is kind of in our orbit uh, that is involved uh, with the show and in filling in in gaps. I always say that I have a, a CEO mentality, whereas I I create solutions. Uh, I execute operations and then uh optimize systems that's essentially what i what i can do there's a lot of gaps in between productions of trying to to fill in certain things and, and again I, I realize i'm being vague but because it, it's just the kind of a scope of everything that we do yeah, on set it, it again to, to shoot for the the improvement of that the betterment of that and then also to to streamline that with you know, holding relatively to a budget uh, is again easier said than done. So, mm-hmm. and then also to not getting caught up in the mundane because again, a you know a production day is brutal. Uh, again, in, in England, I think we shot you know anywhere between eight to ten hour days. Uh, some days, you know, you know, again they went to twelve. And in here, I, I you know I have the the American kind of uh background of, of productions where i you know the, uh, the longest day i think i've ever worked on a set was 22 and a half hours and you know I, it, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility when i was again coming up and uh, is you know to work you know an average of a show of like 18 hours 18 18 and a half hour days again on, on ted it was it was i probably averaged around 16 16 and a half hours um of you know just the the, the day-to-day of you know not only preparing mm-hmm. for tomorrow but then you know throughout the start of the shooting day make sure and then also to to plan that next day out as well too, to make sure you're, you get up and get ready to go and then again to 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 just kind of care for everybody to kind of just know that you know we're gonna be able to to, to instill confidence in people 
to be able to say that, you know, you, you are something special, you are a part of something great and, you know, and, and carry yourself as such and, and just, you know, have faith in not only what you do, but also your craft, because you know, just as well as anybody that if you were able to be cut, trust me, the studio would because they want to save money. So what that mm-hmm, tells you mm-hmm. is that you're very, very good at your job and you're essential to being here. And I want you as, as essential to being here, I want you a part of the team and I want you to, you know, be a part of this and be a part of the, the giant you know, if you will, Greyhound movement that is moving forward. You know, oh, we're definitely part of the movement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can definitely, you know, I can definitely double down on that. I mean, obviously, from from our guys' point of view, obviously, we see Chip a lot, and uh, a lot of it was you turn around and you just see Chip move, <laughs> and it was quick. You know, it's just like this pace. He's got something to do. Um, but it was the thing that I think from us boys that we got the most is Chip. You made us feel like we were wanted, not just needed, you know, not just needed there because we were a body in the room. It was, we felt wanted and it felt like every time we were coming in the morning, it was worth us being there. You know, you we were worthy to you guys. We were worth being there and just, it, it made it so much special. And I told um, Ben Cody in our last episode that one of my favourite things ever was coming in at six o'clock in the morning and you're like, asleep right and it's like minus four you've just done a two-hour drive and then doors fly open you come in and then you're like greyhounds <laughs> and that's it and it's like oh shit we're here we're back at work and it was it was that vibe that you like instilled in us for the rest of the day and yeah i think you know a lot of that that ted mm. vibe is is down to what you did on on the show well thank you thank you not just the ceo (laughs) (laughs) well and again again a part of that again a six like there's there's an element that i love to production is a part of of uh he got game where he's talking i don't it's the american film uh starring denzel Mm -hmm. washington and ray allen and there's a part where they're playing one-on-one with each other uh when when uh the character Jesus Shuttlesworth is younger and he's dribbling the basketball and he says, you know who's up right now? It's me, you, and Jordan. That's who's up right now. Me, you, and Jordan. And I love that about uh, referring obviously to Michael Jordan. And what mm-hmm. what I love about that is there is an element to production where I go, you know who's up at 3.30 in the morning right now? Me. That's who's up. Winners. That's who's up. Like like that's, you know, again, that, that mentality, that Mamba mentality, that Kobe Bryant mentality is like you mm-hmm. can get stuff done before most people haven't even opened up their eyes yet. Like, I, I love that. And then again, and I say that is that because that's what it's going to take to be great. I, again, you, and you heard this from Jason, I don't want it to be good. I want it to be great. You heard, you heard him say it. Like, and, and, again, and Lewis knows, he knows, it's like, we, we could settle for that take. We could. We can go home. Everybody, we can go home. We can move on past this next thing. Or... We can make it great. What do you guys want to do? And again, like, again, uh, just hearing everybody in the locker room, literally in my head right now, just feel, we want to make it great. Let's go again. We go again. And uh, that's, that's, that's what it, it's like, I think, to be a part of that show is that, yeah. and it's not, and, and, because a lot, I think a lot of when people hear that kind of mentality, what they're, I think maybe what they're picturing, it's like a dark dungeon and somebody's there, you know, like hitting them and, and it's like, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah. want better. You know, it's like the, but it's 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 with relativity to have faith in not only yourself and your ability, but also to the people that are next to you to know that, that if we do go again, 
our camera guys have to pick up that heavy camera equipment again and our grips have to pick up that heavy equipment again and and we got and it's like that but it's like you know what are we all bought into this are we all bought into this can we do can we all can we do better and it's like this collective yes and you see it and what's on the other side of that gentlemen and people listening is absolute magic i i mm. it's it's getting and seeing everybody again on a film set just be ready and rolling silently. There are hundreds of people on a film set and then all together, all in tune, silence. Just that alone is amazing. And then you get to create shots like the one that we had with the, the again, we I, my nickname for him is Hero that he saved and 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 we can get into that discussion and you know whenever you guys want but we will having we will. that <laughs> having that click in and then knowing when it hits guys they they don't make a drug for that <laughs> they, don't, no. they don't make a drug for it it's 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 it it'll shoot down your spine it'll hit your fingertips it'll make your heart you know skip a beat it'll bring water to your eyes it 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 it's it's that magic it's that goo it's that it's that quan yeah no Trust me, I think you're you're speaking to the right audience. Yeah, appreciate right? the <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we, are, we understand. Um, just before we move on from the, I guess praising producers, I just want to quickly mention. So I just quick, I recently finished my a short film, and I had to be a producer on that along with my co-director because we had no money and everything. Sure. And never again, never, never produce it. Like I have so much respect for producers and ads. Like I'm just like I don't want to do this anymore. Just please, no, thank you. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just like, oh, uh, I yeah. get it. It's it's because well, again, mo- it, and that I think a part of it is 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 I think as an audience member and a viewer, again, it, you you know you have the privilege. Uh, I think of you know just watching your you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, hour long mm-hmm, show, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, however long movie. And then people, you know, have the privilege of getting out of there and just being like, yeah, that sucked. They don't, you know, that's it. That's that, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that's it. Like that, there's no, you know, conductive criticism. They, they, they like, nope, that stinks. They go on their, you know, keyboards or whatever. And they, you know, and they hate on it, you know, whatever. And, but they don't realize even, even the, <laughs> even the crappiest movies, it's, it's like, it it's a coordinated so effort of mm-hmm. hundreds of people to try to, you know, release content by the time it sees, you know, people's eyes and, 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 and it reaches them. So, it, you know, and then, you know, you're going to combine that with, you know, being a, a you know, a, a successful show as well too. It's, 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 it's that, you know, times a lot. Cause then you, and then when, well, then what happens is when you, again, from season one, I, I, Lewis will tell you even from from season one to season two is it's like okay guess what start over done they, they, they don't care what you did then they care about what you're doing mm-hmm. now and what we're going to do so again what the, the world the world attention span is is like <laughs> you know what I mean like the next the next video the next show the next you know whatever and it's it's like okay and we know that so it, again put that aside like how are we going to bear down for season one how are we going to bear down for season three like we again the, like rearview mirrors don't exist in this car like we we're, we're we go forward you know what i mean and and mm-hmm. and on top of that we we know what the car can do we, we know what mountaintops we can reach so again let's 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 climb the next one then let's 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 get up there i mean yeah Speaking of criticism, just quickly. Oh, um, I, I no, 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 no. It's it's not it's not that interview. No, I personally think that for whatever praise or criticism the show might receive or has received or will receive in the future, 
I still think that its everlasting legacy will be that it's a show that made people feel good. Mm. That is, that is the the underlined, underlined thing on, on its tombstone. And I've been lucky enough to speak with Lewis, as we've mentioned. And the feeling I get is that that's if that's a an ethos that comes straight from the set. So I think my question is, is it will now be twofold: is one, how conscious were you of fostering a set where those kind of feelings were prevalent? Like you knew that that's what you wanted to do. Because we've heard horror stories of terrible sets, but they produce warm art. So it's not, mm. it doesn't have to be a good set to produce good art. Mm. But how intentional were you? Were like, this was a set we have to make. Mm. And then as a follow-up, I guess, is after the release of the first season, it was obvious how the show was making people feel. Did that influence what you guys were doing? Or were you just like, like, like you just said, start from scratch, zero, we don't care how we just want to make the thing we want to make. I just yeah, a uh, hundred, one hundred percent. Uh, I'm a big fan again of again the axiom the attitude reflects leadership, meaning that's from the top down. Mm-hmm. It starts with Jason, Joe, Brennan, Bill. Like it, it all trickles down, and I've I've even heard Jason even say that. It, this is this is the product of what you get when you get people that all want to buy in and quote unquote you know give I don't know if I can surround this podcast but give a shit about each other and 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 it's made with love swear as much as you want okay <laughs> but <laughs> but but truly this is what happens when people give a shit about each other give a shit mm-hmm. about what they're mm-hmm. making and and again and it's made with love that again it sounds simple it sounds it it sounds again in three senses. It it's it sounds simple, but it is so hard to actually carry that through and the length of time throughout all of everything that you do, uh, you know, for the show mm-hmm. or otherwise. And this, this is and truly, I I I would lay down in traffic for any single one of them. like again, whether it be cast cast crew. Like I I I love these people because I, I, and it's true when you when you've gone through something like a production where I'm again I don't necessarily want to equate it to again the army or or, or, or anything like that I, I or, or life and death situation but I think when you go through any sort of difficult time or any time of adversity where a task needs to be done and especially you know uh, a a task like again creating a, you know a television show and then on top of that when you when you certainly hit a standard that you know people are used to your 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 show having to maintain mm-hmm. that level is it's it's daunting and it's brutal and it's unforgiving and it's 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 hard um and one of the things that i think people can do is they can be like you know what it's too hard i'm gonna give up and you know what i'm gonna you know what screw you i'm gonna look out for me uh, i need to get through that this is just my process i don't need you know you put blinders on you go and everybody's got to get through through that and that's how people can deal with it mm-hmm. or what you can do is you can look to the person to your right you can look to the person to your left and you know you can put arms around each other and you say you know what this is what's going on around us but inside here this is what we have and these are the people that I have absolute faith in that are going to take us to get to what we need to get to, because we are going to get there. And we have faith in mm. each other, us, the leaders. We have faith that we're going to get there. We know that we're going to get there. We're capable of getting there. 
let's go get there. Let's hold each other accountable and let's go get there. That makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah. I remember um, on the on the very, very first day of filming in season one, um, because I wasn't origin- originally supposed mm-hmm. to be on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even get the audition. And I remember I got a, a day, uh, a day, two days before filming. Um, I had a phone call. Um, I can't remember who it was now. But they said, we'd love you to come in for one day and one day only. And I was like, okay, cool. So now I was, cause I was like, yeah, wh- why not? I come in for the first day and did the whole day. And I think it was you chip. I think you come up to me at the end of the day and you said, you look good in that shirt. <laughs> and from then I was like, that's, that's too much. There's too much to say to me. But I remember just going back on what Ban Crowley said, your original question. I remember the first time I walked in that locker room with all of the boys and Jason walked in and obviously I've been on a few film sets before where, you know, there are these big, amazing guys mm-hmm. and Jason wasn't like that. He, he walked up to us. He looked me in the eye, shook my hand and said, hi, I'm Jason. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, I, I, I know who last, you are. How many years? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I was like, I, of course I know, but it was, it was that thing of, it felt, although it doesn't seem like it's the right thing to say there, but like it felt that there was this togetherness. There was no separation between me, Jason, Jason, you, Jason, anyone else, or you know, me to Dijon, me to everyone is just mm-hmm. on the same page. And I think that was instilled from the very, very first day. And you know, I was someone that wasn't even supposed to be on path that day. Um, so that level of respect that I was given on that very first day was when I was told, because at the time I got offered to be on the crown <laughs> for five months. <laughs> I remember I got offered to be on the crown for five months yeah. and I got told the same day that I could do Ted for three. And that interaction was a, was a no brainer. Well, um, mm. Absolute no brainer for me. Well, uh, we're certainly glad that you stuck around for sure. We were, <laughs> we're certainly, we're certainly <laughs> glad that you stuck around. Uh, and and that, that's true. And, and I remember, because I think a lot of times one of the challenges too with shows like this, and again we have American like uh, American football shows, and and again there there are some pitfalls again with with I think uh, producers and maybe even some like filmmakers studios, however, uh, kind of cringe when you talk about team sports because they're technically you know harder to film, and you know basically what ends up happening is that there becomes a separation between you know like you know, your, your main known well actors and then the people, you know, just that are, you know, quote unquote filler players that are filling out, you know, the team and things like that. And that was one of the things that mm-hmm. we really wanted to strive to make a priority that once that Greyhound shirt basically goes on you, whether you don't say any lines at all, you get zero screen time whatsoever, or you're, the marquee name on on the marketing or you know you're you're taking up all the screen time you're one of the lead is that it should feel like everybody's a part of a team now are there going to be star Mm -hmm. players on certain teams what like again yes there will be but it's still at its very core it's still a team it's a team everybody's valued everyone's valued and and uh, again i i can't go any longer without saying the the story of uh lewis do you remember what episode this uh, what? episode seven episode seven so episode seven we have because again with with me it's like it it runs like, again in, in my mind it, with 
with all that is it, it, again it's hard to separate oh it. i didn't forget it i timestamped <laughs> the i timestamped that shit and everything. as you shouldn't <laughs> as you shouldn't Nero, as you shouldn't we have this one or scene which involves it's basically meant to showcase how the greyhounds uh you know are are going from you know they're kind of get pulling them pulling themselves out of a funk to show yeah. how much they're clicking as a team and there are very way, various ways that they do it and in this particular shot it's a it's a it's a it's a one or shot but uh uh charlie who plays will the kitman is is kind of moving through the, that's how it starts off moving through the locker room just kind of doing his day-to-day but he's like handing off a bottle which then is then passed to certain certain folks and kind of uh, you know, in playful manners, but it, it's very, very hard. It's, it's like different coordinate. Like some people are kicking it. Some people are grabbing it. Some people are flipping it over their shoulders, you know? And so when you have that kind of stuff and Jason was adamant on it being a one shot, like we're, we're not going to edit. We're, we're going to, we're going to shoot this all in one thing. And again, it would be like, you know, somebody would throw it to another person and someone inevitably would, wouldn't catch it or, you know, whatever. And those are mm-hmm. things that happen that they're, they're, they're bound to happen, but we know that we can get it to the point where we can make it to where we can, we can shoot the shot. So we're going through and it's just not happening. It's, it's not happening. And, and I don't know how many, how many takes that we had done, but it's getting to the point where, and again, <laughs> uh, again, filmmaking is the beautiful axiom of time equals money. Um, and it's just getting <laughs> to the point where it's just like, okay, guys, do we need to move on? Because we have to get our day done. Like what, what, like, how is this going to work out? You know, whatever. And we're going through and it's still, it's just not working. And we're like, okay, this has got to be one of the final things that we the final takes that we have. And, I was, and what was happening is that there were certain people that only had certain things that they were supposed to do. In it. And of course, uh, we always use this term as filling up the room. So if, if you know that like the main people that are supposed to be involved in actually having actions to do something, you know, to kind of fill in or be like acting like you're talking to somebody and be like, oh, or duck or, you know, do, do whatever. There's other things that you can do again to fill up the room. Mm-hmm. This particular time, this was, I, I think it was the last time. We're like, that's it. We're going to do this one last time. Before we do though, I run into the room and I go to the folks that are, I, I said, you know what, if you see like anything kind of awry, like if, if, if for whatever reason, if, um, you know, if a towel drops, you know, pick it up and then throw it to somebody else and just make sure, you know, it looks good, you know, whatever. And we'll just kind of carry on. And then hopefully it'll, it, it'll, it'll seem like, you know, nothing went awry and the errors didn't occur. But if you see that it's your responsibility to kind of see it and we'll know it, but, you know, it, this is how you earn your money as an actor, you know, play it off. Like, you know, <laughs> it, it, like it didn't happen, you know, whatever. So we go, we do it. And inevitably, and I think it was, was Christo at the end, he goes, he catches a bottle and he goes to put it back into Will the Kit Man's kind of six carrier water bottle carrier. Well, wouldn't you know it that this bottle is tilted slightly to the right. And we're like, Oh God, this is bad. Like, Oh, we almost had it. And then out of nowhere, who, <laughs> out of nowhere, we see this foot in a slide, just gently kick this bottle enough so that it lands perfectly inside this six carrier, the six carrier water bottle uh, carrier thing. And Will exits out of the room and the door shuts behind him. 
there's a silent pause. I, they don't know this. I am going nuts. I'm practically digging my nails into shoulders because I go, oh my God, I think we got it. We got it. Make sure the sound was on. And then it was, it was like, cut. We exploded. We absolutely exploded with jubilation. And I literally, I think... <laughs> You jumped over that centerpiece. You ran in. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Because he was at the back of the room. And I just, I ran in the room. I literally, I think I jumped and just tackled him. And just like, it was unbelievable. Now, a slight backstory to that story as well, too, because with the foot kicking it, is we actually put Lewis on uh, one of the back training tables because you had hurt your foot in training. uh, Or one one of the pieces that we had to film. So you're yeah. actually injured, which is the reason why you're even sitting in that location to begin with. Yeah. And then he, and then to use again, just be sitting there and then use that foot to then kick in that water bottle in the perfect position and then have it and then have the door shut behind Charlie. Like the place erupted. But I, the <laughs> reason why I tell you that story on the back of what I told you is that yes, there were certain people that had actions, and again. People had lines in there as well too. People were saying different things, and again, you had your your uh, you know your your main cast players doing their stuff. But this is the absolute truest action. Everybody in that room, because the most important person that time, that person that saved that shot, was you, Lewis, who wasn't even supposed to be, who was supposed to be on the crown. <laughs> <laughs> Without a bid, that was their deal. Without a bid, supposed to be on and he ends up. And I go, that's why it's a team. That's why everybody contributes. Everybody, and and again, mm-hmm. it's not just what you see on camera. It's people in in our office. People that again that are again with with changes that come literally up to the second, up to the minute, are just again running to get those pages, making sure the staples in the right place, keeping all the order. Again, like we. We just we were truly, truly blessed with the people that we had working on our show because what that's a reflection of as well, too, is that he's paying why is he paying attention? He's paying attention ultimately because he wants to be involved. Why does he want to be involved? Because he loves to do this. This is what he does. And so mm-hmm. when that plays into it, when you when you when you're able to call upon those elements as a human being and as a professional on that set to reach and, and because you you know with your contribution, it can lead to something huge. That's what you get. You get that kick in. You get that kick in from somebody that you never would have thought would have been a part of that. Mm. And you, you don't get people that have the opportunity to do that or feel like that they have the confidence or the worth to do that unless you have that set vibe. That's it. If that set vibe isn't there, yeah. I don't even put my foot out. I just go, yep. nothing to do you with well, me. I don't want to, I don't want to screw it up. I don't want to, you know, whatever. Yeah. Be active about it. And I, and I, again. but it's that, it's that team. It's that team and it's that confidence that we get from being on set and that vibe is that star players are just as important as the the other people. Everyone's together, you know, looking left and right, putting your arms around them and saying, hold on, I've got you. 100%. I've got you in this one. 100%. Um, so it's, it's special. 100%. It's spe- and it's a, it's a special feeling when you're in that chair and you see the bottle and you hear a groan. I think it was Deej. I think it was Deej. I had like a, oh. Because it was like everyone could see the ball. It was tilted. And we knew we're like, oh, that's yeah. the one that we have to cut and then redo. And then you see this foot. It literally, it was like a match foot. It came out of nowhere. And he just, boop, it just, somehow. He, just, he just hits it in and it goes in perfectly. And the play, after we yelled cut, the place 
erupted. It it absolutely erupted. People were like, "This is amazing!" Like it was, it was incredible. So that's why that's why I don't know if you heard me uh, earlier. That's why sometimes I refer to him as Hero because he got that he got that yeah. name that day. It was like he, he, that's why we call him Hero because he he was he was a hero that day. Let me tell you, he he saved the shot. He saved that one because we were gonna we were gonna have to scrap it and, and use it for parts, and, and it wouldn't have looked the same. It wouldn't have had that magic. It wouldn't mm-hmm. have you know whatever. Instead, we did. And he saved. He put on that Superman cape and he did it. You know. <laughs> yeah, honestly, um, I, I think it was effective because it was just a really great thing to watch. I mean, just hearing that story is amazing because seeing that shot, it definitely did everything you guys wanted it to. I mean, I, I got up and I just I literally started cheering. I was like, wow, this total football is really total footballing. You know what I mean? Like it was it was really great to to witness that. And actually, you know, hearing how the set is and thinking about, you know, how it feels to to watch it. I think also about kind of the the external ways people interact with the show, you know, and I wonder how, you know, that comes into stuff like the coordination that you do, um, Chip, because um, I think I, I'm a very musical person. Um, so I think about things like musical supervision and scoring, song yeah. choices and soundtrack. I wonder, like, you know, who puts together something like Ted's Breakup Mix? Like, is that purely a writing endeavor? Does that contain work from overall production in terms of creating the world of the show? You know, even things like the Richmond Till We Die chant that we all love, right? How how does all of that come through um, to create that feeling that's you know felt um, in set, um, on the on screen, and also like out here when we are watching it? Yeah, I mean, I you know a lot of uh, getting back to again, you know, speaking of of the music and again the collaboration between you know what you're seeing visually and then what you're hearing audio audioly as well too is that we again just been so so blessed and again Jason Joe you know Jason Joe and Brennan again are are again super involved and I think in their and in creatively you know they have an idea of of what that is but then you get just absolute magicians wizards like you know, Tom Howe and Marcus Mumford, uh, you know, kind of being like, okay, so this is the tone. This is okay. Let me, let me, whatever. And then they, what I think is they put their hands together, they rub them together and they put their fingertips like this and they sprinkle this magic dust. And then they, it, it just comes <laughs> out like, I mean, literally in regards even to the finale, like you would just, all of a sudden you felt like you heard notes, but you, you didn't hear them. You felt them on the back of your neck and then they reach the back of your tear ducts and I go, yep, you, <laughs> this is, <laughs> you, you guys know what you're doing because I am an emotional wreck right now. Just like literally it could be just like a few notes. They're leading into this and I'm like, oh, here we go. And then they, just, and then the, the, the song just comes in and, and, you know, you're seeing what's out, what's, you know, what's happening on screen. You're, you're hearing, you know, the, the, the tones of, of the, of the scores of the music. And then again, your brain's mixing it all up to then feel emotions. And then if you're like me, your eyes just start, just start turning on your faucets. And, and it's, it's again, because it's all, you know, it's, it's all, you know, glued to your heart. It, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It, it, it really is. I, I hope I answered your question as far as, yeah. the, you know, how that comes about and the people that are responsible for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I think about, you know, in, in not just even the music, like all that coordination that comes into, you know, that feeling, even when the the game, the actual game is being played. I mean, this is a show where they where they play football, of course. So, um, you know, there are scenes where the, the actual cinematography on, on the pitch is, is just amazing. You know, I think about 
all those tracking shots like are those very hard to film because i mean I, I can also imagine the vfx and other things of you know people in in the stands and just filling up that stadium creating that atmosphere like what's that like because I, I know for a long we've been talking about what it's like in kind of the locker room and the more intimate sets but what's it like when you you want to create the atmosphere of you know the real hype moments of, this, of the show yeah uh it, it's um so to to in in a shell is it difficult to film the answer to that question is yes okay <laughs> yes uh and i think you know uh our grip and i just think of this dude who, who again he, he grips and for those of you that don't know basically grips are our are, are, uh lighting and camera support uh and it just basically how their their kind of jobs work out is that they're they're constantly carrying the heaviest stuff they're 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 constantly carrying the heaviest stuff so when you ask you know and not only the hair but it's also put together precisely and 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 all that so when you ask things like one more take or hey guys we're gonna you know this this time we're gonna shoot this shot and have to move all the like again the big big heavy equipment it's an ask it's 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 a physical mental like it's 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 a hard thing and to see the way this guy works his team to be able to carry big heavy equipment and have it roll not to where like you're lugging it all around the place and the camera's going on to have have Mm -hmm. those smooth strokes you know like it's it's incredible. We also, again, have an incredible camera team uh, with Ness and David. Like, again, it, uh, it, it is. It's, it's, it's coordination. And then also, too, the physicality, you know, as an actor, you know, and not only as an actor, but because it is, you know, um, you know, a soccer show and, 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 and or a football show, there's there's also oh, other you people. Are so close. <laughs> you are so close to doing the interview with us in soccer. You are so close. I was keeping track. I was hey, keeping exactly. track. So time out, time <laughs> out real great. quick is that because I because I go back and forth because I don't know because it's a global audience. So I know if there are some American you know listeners that I try to play. So what I, I what I find they're wrong saying all the time is soccer they are wrong. football. Right. <laughs> they are wrong. They are, they're just wrong. It's like that's just the rule. They're for wrong. The, for, the, for the purposes <laughs> of this, I'll, I'll say I'll say football. For the purposes of this, I'll stick to football because I again I, I'm I'm back in LA and I, and again, I'm hearing again, uh, you know, whether people publicity shows and, and things that people again soccer football. But tell you what, for the purposes of this, we'll keep it as just football. We'll mm-hmm. go, we'll do that. But again, getting back to what I was saying is the, um, you know, e- even if you're again the, one of the main parts of that, and everything goes right, you know, Ant's got his guys, you know, uh, working the, the the grip department the way it should. Uh, camera's all great, you know, whatever sounds working again. With the, that's that's another thing too is that sound sounds also in absolute tandem with with all of that as well too. Um, then you, again, you have your actor that's performing the things. Then there could be a person way off in the distance, way off. Now, and I'm not even saying somebody on the field. But you're also, again, to make it authentic, how about, you know, like a photographer, like a random photographer or like a security guard that's just literally like on his phone, you know, whatever, when a goal is being scored, it's like, no, you got to be into, like, you got to be, and then again, Mm -hmm. it's like, we got to go again. Because, but that, but that's Mm -hmm. the coordinating effort that it takes for all of those shots. Like, show me a football shot, you know, on our show where it contains just one person just one like there's no defender there's not just one person it's probably i would think probably very very few so it Mm. it's constantly having everybody buy and then on top of that i bet you that most people can keep that focus for an hour i bet you most people can keep that focus for maybe two again standard shooting day in the uk is around 10 hours right 
Can you do that? for? Mm -hmm. And this is why, again, Lewis, it is why, again, one of my strengths that I like to do is I just, again, get the best out of people, get, get them focused. Is like be like, okay, guys, here we go. We're going to go again. Here we go. And the 11th hour it's it's again for me it's the fourth quarter basketball fourth quarter fourth quarter american football second half 80th you know 80th minute pass let's keep our focus don't lose it now we did all the work today let's keep it going like like don't lose it now like this is the most as a matter of fact this is the most important because the, these are the mm -hmm. shots we're really trying because the the day has now slid to now we really, really need these shots, like at, at the end of the day. And so, you know, keep these, keep everybody focused. And again, that, that, that doesn't necessarily, that necessarily doesn't just apply to the actors. That applies to, again, all of the crew, making sure that people aren't walking through the shot. Maybe like again, a random crew member walking through the shot, even down to that extra camera guy or that person, even in the stands. If it's supposed to be a summer shot, they may not have taken their winter coat off, even though it was freezing while we were filming. You know, they, they may not have taken mm -hmm. that. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like it's, it's that kind of focus and time that you need to have not not just on your first scene of the day not just in your first half of the day but throughout the entire yeah. length of the day now you're going to combine that with how long are you into the shoot like how long has it been mm -hmm. going and and it, and, it, and, it, and it you know it depending on you know the season it, it can go on a, a pretty long time to, in order to get the the, mm -hmm. the show, you know, uh, achieve that everybody, you know, wants to to uh, to see the standard that we know to achieve and, and to have you guys, you know, appreciate the show as much as you do. I remember, and actually, I swear this podcast is about Ted Lasso, not the short film I did. But I remember <laughs> we got... We got our friends blur, to be the extra. Lines, the lines do blur. blur. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing. Same <laughs> Apple TV, just same budget, everything. No, totally. we got our friends to be extras because obviously we had no money. Sure. And I think we've done like six hours of this party scene. And then one of my friends comes to me and she says, you must really love this. You must really love filmmaking. I was like, oh, why? She was like, because we've been doing the same thing over and over again for six hours. And like, you're still interested. Like, you must really care. I was like, oh, I'd, I'd never put it together. I, just, I was just doing it because that's what you do. Like, you keep on going and going and going at the same level. Um, but we are, we've are we taken so much of your time. That's right. We can't finish it without asking some stupid questions. <laughs> so I think, first of all, is there a cameo of yours in the in the show? Oh, boy, there it is. There it is. Yeah, yeah. Here it is. Here it is. It's not a leading question. Yeah. It's just a question. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so they, they, they did approach me season three uh, to ask uh, basically if I if I wouldn't mind throwing uh, an Arsenal kid on. And, and uh, yes, and, and being an Arsenal fan, again, it was, a, it was an absolute honor to, to do that. And then just, uh, again, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of fun. I've been playing. I've been playing football. Well done. Well done. Since I was three years old. Well done. Well done. Well done. Since well I was done. three years old. Uh, and again, like I said, my my seven year old self and my eighty year old self, and 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 just you know, the love I have for the game is just is is very very deep. And and so to be able to do that, and again, I even from day one, just kind of being out there with the guys, it's it's really you know, kind of tough to even tell them, you know, okay, I stop dribbling the ball, not dribble it myself. You know what I mean? It, it, <laughs> it you know, just kind of being around them and, and seeing the shots that they get, you know, whatever. And I thought one of the coolest parts about the whole thing was this, how everybody, uh, how, you know, everybody was treating me again, now being the player instead of again, the producer and now being the player mm -hmm. uh, to be able to knock a, a few in. And I think everybody was just really hyped. And that was a time that I, I, for me, got to experience what it was like to be them as far as the, the cohesiveness as a player. And this is also mm. to something to be said, but also there were um, 
players uh, and and essays that we had to come in that played the opposite team that were that played the opposite, and those guys were absolutely incredible. I know, I know, shout out Sam Cox, you know, being one of one of those guys as well too. Just just the attitude and and level of professionalism that these guys came in and just how beat up again. We're asking these guys to not play uh, two forty-five minute halves. We're asking them to play football for hours upon hours upon hours at a time to make sure, and not just play it to be like, oh, I'm going to take some plays off, but play it and make it mm-hmm. look sexy, make it look good, make it look like like it's made for you know again TV, make it look good, and that's hard. That is that is so hard to do in the in the waning hours where the sun mm-hmm. is setting. You've just, you know, you're tired. You you have blisters on your feet. Your hamstrings are gone. You know, whatever. It, it's really hard. But again, it's what I always chalk that up to is finding that energy level where you don't think you have it anymore. And again, where you get that from is I, I truly believe it's the people that are that are next to you. It's the people that you're working with because you're doing it for them. You're doing it for, I was like, I can do it. You know, we can do it. We all can do it. And we just try to will each other. To, to to get greatness, you know, on a on a daily basis and, and shot by shot by shot and just, you know, stream it together and 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 and, and uh have faith that it that'll that it'll come out right. But again, it's it's just knowing that you did the best that you possibly could do that day and and, and it was it was yeah. it was really something special. It was it was it was, it was we really won fun. we won that game. I mean we being Arsenal so <laughs> And thank you for not we for did. not embarrassing we, me on multiple fronts. We did. We did. Yeah, I would have <laughs> uh, Well, I mean you've already obviously touched on that, but if you have any other I didn't know memorable scenes, even episodes that you take away from this show. I'm sure obviously it's difficult to answer, but like is there a yeah. scene or or an episode that just stays with you? Oh, that stays with oh like favorite episodes. Oh, I oh god, we're we're talking about splitting hairs here. I, I we're imagine. talking about splitting hairs. I I uh I I don't and again, this is not an avoidance of the question. I I don't have uh, a favorite episode. I I'm usually a traditionalist where I go, oh, like let me think back to season one. I think, I think, oh, it's so tough because again, season mm-hmm. one, just I, I guess if I can answer like multiple, like season one where I think everybody's touching, you know, the beliefs on that's that's for for me. It's anything I think that involves you know the locker room and the team. And every and everybody, because for me, I I treated the locker room when when we had, you know, the the accolades and the success that we had season one and and all of that. I could not, me personally, I could not wait to get back to one place back in the UK. And it's a place that I truly, truly, and I even said this to people. It's it's hollowed ground, which is inside that AFC Richmond locker room. And I think mm-hmm. though my favorite scenes involve speeches and because I was an athlete again myself again it's, it's tapping into like again when you're down and out when there's nothing there's no light you have no energy is finding whatever entity gets you to go forward and complete that task and I think Ted Lasso both characters the show has done that for a lot of its viewers um, mm-hmm. and that's something that I I hold the most precious about the show mm. is because not only have I experienced it myself going forward, but um, sorry, uh, I, not only have I experienced that going forward, but I the greatest gift is I hope that other people, having watched the show, supporting the show, could have felt that too. And that's 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 
I don't need the trophies. I don't need the accolades. I don't need the talk in the media. I don't need any of that. Mm-hmm. But I, what I need is for if I can have that effect for someone that has seen the show and go forward and have that propel them into whatever they want to do and have them find that piece that when they're done, that allows them to go forward and we're a part of that. That's that's yeah, something I that mean, money can't buy. That's I can That's where the magic is. Just a quick perusal of like the Ted Lasso hashtag on Twitter and I I, I can say for certain that, that that effect has been had. They're <laughs> definitely people that have had um I I wasn't sure if I was gonna say this but like so season one i think i mentioned this on twitter recently a friend of mine was going through something that one of the characters was going through and this is a friend i, I really look up to and he hadn't i think he had told some people but he hadn't really told me and we are someone that we kind of communicate through tv because of because of our love for tv and all of that so so and then he just out of the blue just said x character it was just like this scene was wild because X character is going through what I'm going to and I'm like I'm like just like what? So like it it gave him the the avenue or the method to like communicate this thing with me and I like think if any if nothing else, that would always be like something I hold on to the show that I was like that's something that we were able to communicate this thing because a character on Ted Lasso was going through it as well and he just I guess he found the avenue to, to, to share that with me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, that would always I mean, be it's, there. It was very similar with me, obviously, a bit more first-hand being in the show, and obviously I've spoken with you about it before, Chip, um, I wasn't going through the best time in season one. Mm. And I think it was only in season three that I actually told you and Jason. And, you know, without going into too much detail, but without this show, I I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, you know... I it, It saved me. It saved my life. It pulled me in a very, very pulled me out of a, a bad place and put me in somewhere really good. And, you know, I, I remember telling Jason on the final rap and I just said, thank you. You know, and it is, it's that same thing where you see it on Twitter, you see it all of there, but it's not just, it's not just the fans that are being affected mm. by how the show is. It's, it's the people that are doing it as well. So. Absolutely. Yeah. It's special. It, it, and, that, and that's why I said like, it, it's, it's those stories. And again, whether it be on Instagram, Facebook, you know, uh, messages, uh, notes passed, uh, you know, people stop me, you know, in, uh, you know, in the grocery store or wherever at airport, you know, uh, wherever, uh, and hearing the stories of how it's helped them or helped family members or, or helped somebody in their, mm-hmm. in their orbit or them themselves. However, it is that, like I said, that, that's, that's the magic. That's, that's, that's the matter. Again, you know, these guys, you know, just got back, you know, or a, a few, you know, months to weeks ago, you know, in the president of the United States has a believe sign over the overall office. I like it. It's mm. it, it, again, did we think then when, you know, it, it's, it's, it's rainy because, and again, I, I say this because one of the last days, I think the last day we shot season one, uh, we we had the bright idea to save all the football uh, and to shoot outside mid November in the UK when it's cold, wet, and rainy. And, and we certainly, you know, earned those football shots, you know, that day. But again, and but again, it's cold, it's wet, it's it's rainy, it's miserable, basically. And these people, this cast, this crew, again, that was back when 
Ted Lasso, we, we didn't know what Ted Lasso even was. The rest of the world, you know, it, they know, they, they, I think the rest of the world knows what it is now. But this was, this was us maybe not even coming back for a season two. This is us, you know, not knowing. And these, and these beautiful, beautiful people put everything that they had into these final shots. And did we know then that the result of their hard earned work then would amount to this? And then I say again that then that believe sign, that 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 symbol goes, you know, over, you know, mm. the president of the United States, you know, Oval Office. That that I I mean I I I I'm not even afraid to say that. I I mean I bawled when I saw that picture. I just started crying. I like I go, <laughs> I don't, you know, again, like these guys you know, we again we've been playing soccer, and, and I think all of us, you know, uh, you know, when we're not playing soccer, we're, we're on, you know, Xbox or Playstations or whatever consoles playing FIFA. And you know, out of the mm. history of you know EA Sports, whether it be you know American football, you know baseball, hockey, you know whatever, I don't think that they've had a quote unquote fictitious team in any of their realistic games except for one, and that was mm-hmm. AFC Richmond, mm-hmm. and. Again, something that doesn't happen. That 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 doesn't happen. But to be able to, you know, affect that much change to be to have that much, you know, positive disruption to where people have to pay attention to it's that 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 you know you, you put it in the game. It, it's again, see, <laughs> and there's a portion where, like when we found that out, I think a lot of people were like, you know, again, screw the accolades, screw the whatever. It's like we're gonna be in FIFA. Like this is not, <laughs> like this is crazy. What are you talking about? This is this is huge. You know, whatever. And, and you know, it's again, you know, that just again doesn't happen. But now you know mm-hmm. that it is possible. So when you tell me something else can't happen, when you tell me something else is impossible, when you say the odds are stacked against you for something. I want you again, I, you know, I, I've said this to, to the guys multiple times. So I want you to remember your time as a Greyhound. I want you to, I want you to look at that jersey. You tell me that there was a time where you didn't think that this could happen, where you didn't think that, you know, whatever. And you tell those people that say that you cannot do this or you cannot, or they want to restrict whatever. And you tell them, don't tell me again, don't tell me it can't be done. Because we did the impossible. We did, we did like again. We 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 did things that that people said that we couldn't. We and you know, and like I said, that my my gift or that and that 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 mentality that uh, like I say that gift that I would love to have given to people is just that is you know use this show and again Jason didn't say take this with you is use this take this with take what we've done here and and apply it to you like take this and use it however you have to and know that again the the power that is you know within you is way more powerful than the task that lies ahead of you Hmm. uh i didn't think it was possible but you surpassed your earlier earlier gift to us and i think that there's nothing else we can do from there that's a perfect place to to end this podcast <laughs> bravo thank you so so much for not only agreeing to come on but for giving your time and just the incredible nuggets that you dropped here we are so so no pleased. thank you guys again like i said any anybody that that again has love in their heart and, and, and shows uh, you know support and, and observations you know to, to what we've created and again like i said we're, we're certainly we're, we're we're damn proud of of 
you know, what we've done, what we've accomplished. Um, and uh, I'm just glad that you guys were able to, uh, again, watch, support, enjoy. And again, hopefully, you know, take it with you and, and uh, think about it back on us fondly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and uh, it was, it was so much fun guys. Thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, Thank please you, stay too. tuned and listen to Lewis and I talk about him kissing a certain someone on screen. But for <laughs> uh, for now, um, Chip, do you mind just sending us off with that famous Greyhound shout? Can we hear it, please? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. Ready? Here we go. Here we go. Three, <laughs> two, one. Greyhound! Ooh! Love it. <laughs> I can imagine hearing that at 6 a.m. and getting pumped up. Thank you so, so much, Chip. Thank you so You're much. Very, I don't know how welcome. you can hear that and not get pumped up. Yeah, Everybody it's impossible to say. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks, guys. Amy uh, said to uh, say hello to you. She said she knew that I was speaking with you ah, today. She, well, she you, said, you make sure and give love back. Of course. Give, give love back, please. Thank, thank you. you, Chip. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Hello, 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 and thanks for staying on. We're back at the dog track as the fans rush to the pitch to celebrate their heroes. And we are lucky enough to be joined by one of those AFC Richmond heroes. He was crying at kickoff, but he's all smiles and kisses. Now, it's number 33, Anders Rosenfeld himself. Guys, it's Lewis Evans. Lewis, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. Um, And again, what an intro. Incredible. Well, thank you. I try. <laughs> I believe we need to up it up. We need to up the intros when we have people that were this close to winning the league, this close. It's, yeah, that's that's the point. You, this close. You, des- you deserve. And who knows? Like with Roy and Beard and Nate, maybe you, maybe you go for the whole thing next season. We don't know. How are you? How are you doing? Now I'm good. Aired? Yeah, I'm. I'm so glad that you know it's. I was going to say it's so glad that it's finished. I didn't mean that. I'm so glad that it's now it's out. It's out, yeah. And yeah. everyone knows. Everyone knows the end. And it's like, I don't have to be so secretive when talking about what's going to happen because it's so easy to let it slip. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember um, a few months back, we were all going to Jason's and uh, me and Billy Harris, uh, Colin Hughes, we were on the train and we were having like a, you know, it was a bit of a quiet discussion. And then we were like, shit. We can't actually, yeah, you don't like, know who's do you know listening. what I mean? Like, you don't know who's around, and obviously there's no one listening, but you have to be so careful, and it's so difficult mm-hmm. um, to not talk about it and to not say anything. And obviously, when it's such a big part of your life, when you're doing it from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. every single day, mm-hmm. it's, it's difficult to not say anything or, you know, to even think about saying anything. So now that it's out, I'm finally glad, but I'm sad it's over. So yeah, sad. Yeah. Um, speaking about Billy Harris, who plays Colin, um, I really have only two questions for you. Uh, you, Anders Rosenfeld, get this big kiss moment, which then inspires Colin to openly kiss his boyfriend for the entire world to see, thereby really becoming the first openly gay footballer in Premier League. Yeah. Uh, or at least actively, actively playing in the Premier League. Um, how was this scripted? Did you, did it say to be you, Anders Rosenfeld, doing the case? How was... Um... I can't actually um, entirely remember how it all came about um, because uh, Goodman was injured, um, so I then take his place as left back. Um, and uh, I remember they, they they got me in and they were saying, you know, you, you've got this kiss, you've got mm-hmm. this kiss that you've got for the for the end scene when we at the time supposedly win the league. 
Um, mm-hmm. So obviously everyone rushed the pitch, and obviously I think in the in the build up to it, they were saying, "Yeah, we're going to have this case," and it wasn't too much of like a scripted, um, in depth script thing. Yeah. From, from mm-hmm. what from what I know, um, you know, I was very much didn't have the script for that, and it was just right. You're going to be doing this case. We're setting mm-hmm. the camera up here. This is what we're going to see, kind of through you guys and see Colin at the other side of you. Um, so yeah, it was all a bit like just not sure how it would turn out, not sure what was going on. Mm-hmm. Well, not that I, I didn't know what was going on, but like, um, yeah, it it wasn't as like meticulously scripted as yeah, you know, I yeah. Understand, yeah. It, it was just you know you're gonna have this kiss and it's gonna set up this moment for for Colin for Colin. Um, y- you know, you n- you never know how how far this can go, and I think that's yeah. what's so important about Colin's story in this is that. You know, there there are probably a lot of footballers that have been in his position mm-hmm. that are, you know, worried about what their captain's going to say, worried about what their teammates are going to say, and worried about all of that. And I think being able to show that in a TV series that the whole world's going to watch, and then seeing the support that Billy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Colin have got as you know people outside of the show and saying how amazing that it is, been to see that on a on a TV show. Who knows what might happen in the coming yeah. months? You know, it I might. Mean- Mm-hmm. No, definitely because I I like the fact that he it, he's already been at peace with the fact that saying that, and I, I promise we'll get to you, we'll get to Anders Roosevelt story no, in, no. in a second. But he's been at peace saying that the people that needed to know knew his teammate, mm. people in his life knew, and then he sees this moment with you, and and he's like, oh, I want to have that as well because because he deserves as a, as a human yeah. being, he deserves to have that full thing, and he does it. And I also just like that a big deal wasn't made. I'm sure. In, if this was the real world, I'm even sure in Ted Lasso world, some certain tabloids and certain newspapers that we shall not name would go and run their whole thing. But mm. I like that in this case, it just moves on with life and we see him at Beard's wedding with his partner. And yeah. really, I like that things just moved on because he he wanted, he knew that he realized that he deserved to live this life. Yeah, and full it, life it's one of the things else. he yeah. says earlier in the season that one of the one things he's wanted is... For his boyfriend, I can't remember the exact words he says, but <laughs> to have his boyfriend come onto the pitch and kiss him on yeah. the pitch, just like all the other players. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's a great moment. But what I think is, yeah, I think what's paramount to that story is um, Isaac's reaction mm-hmm. to it, because I think it's set up in uh, in a way that when uh, Colin does tell Isaac, and Isaac doesn't want to speak to him, and it's quite like, you know, it feels like it's a negative response. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's just, Isaac is like, I wanted you to trust me, I just wanted to know so that I can help and support. And I think that's the actual important thing, because a lot that's what I imagine a lot of footballers are doing at the moment, where they're worried about telling people, they're worried about what the support would be, when really, those people that they're actually worried about are probably going to be annoyed that they haven't told them sooner that so they can help them get through it. And I think that's that's one of the important bits about Colin's story um, mm. is the the unknowing, not knowing what support he would get. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's a great, I think it's a great ending for his story. Um, and I think it was great to be a part of it. Um, yeah. And great to kind of... Speaking about, still on that case, and I promise we will move on to other things, <laughs> but for those who may not know, the person you kiss is also a brilliant actor in, in her own right. Um, I think her name rhymes with Shamey. I don't know how did that, but how yeah, did that come about? Shamey. Tell me, Shamey. Well, <laughs> how did you know who you were going to be kissing in that scene? Explain that process. Um, it was very simple. 
It was very, very simple. It was, um, does she want to come on and do it? I mean, I mean, okay, for context, let me let me be clear. The person you kiss is your real life girlfriend. Yes, um, who is also an actor who runs um, Box House Theatre with you. So, yeah, it, yeah, it, it was it was a very straightforward thing. Um, I can't remember who exactly. I think it was Chip. I think it was mm-hmm. Chip, and he said, "Oh, you know." let's get Amy on and what was really nice was that a lot of the people knew who she was you know they've all met her before it was all really really nice in that sense um and yeah it was just like there's no point in getting like yeah there's no point in getting anyone else like why not just get why not just get Amy in and yeah it was how many takes um I think there was a few different shots because um, okay. there's obviously the run-up, mm-hmm. uh, which then continued into that second part. Um, but I'd say maybe three each, three on each shot, two on each shot, maybe. There wasn't many. There wasn't yeah. Many. <laughs> Is it more or less awkward kissing your real-life girlfriend on set in front of... I don't know how that was shot. I don't know if there were that many extras or it was green screen, but just, I don't know, kissing your real-life... Is it more or less awkward than actually kissing an actor? Um, it's, I mean, it's less awkward. It's, it's less awkward. It's, I think you get different, a different feeling of awkward on it. Like, mm-hmm. if it's someone completely random, it's awkward enough anyway. But then I think when it's, you know, someone that close to you, it's like, it's a bit of a different awkward thing because it's like, oh, this, this isn't the normal that we do. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's now on screen and it's a little bit different. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's much easier and much less awkward than a random person. Um, yeah. That yeah. must have been, how was her, did she enjoy the experience? That must have been oh, nice to share she, that kind of, yeah. She loved it. Um, yeah, yeah, she really, really, really enjoyed it. And I, I guess the only downside is that she knows how the season ends now. Well, that's the thing. She didn't. And I kept leading her on with it for ages and ages and ages. And I, you know, she was like, oh, well, I know, I know Richmond win the league now. And I'm like, oh, "Oh." okay. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it just literally didn't let her know anything. Didn't say anything. And then the moment that, um, that final scene on the pitch finishes and she was like, oh yeah, you know, Richmond, Richmond have won the league. Richmond have won the league. And then it goes to, the guy speaking to Ted and just saying, you know, that you came second. And she was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, um, it's a good thing she didn't go and make any bets. Using yeah, no, exactly. Inside information. Because <laughs> I would have been like, <laughs> that to have said something. I would have let her just make the bet and then like, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, what was your final day on set? Uh, what was the final day? Yeah, was it the game? Was it the match? No, it was the the locker room at halftime and oh really? Before in the last game, that was the last day on set. So you guys showed that after after the match. So that was when obviously everybody's coming with their own piece of the belief poster. Um, I think because oh, we don't th- those scenes. There was quite a few of them. Um, and I think it was all towards the last day. Um, mm. but I remember on the last day, absolutely was when, uh, Ted gives his whole speech at halftime. Half that time, was, okay. that was one of the last things I think we ever shot. Um, cause I remember we had, um, the, the full wrap, um, in the locker room and 
Yeah, man. It How was, was that? How yeah, was that? Unbelievable. Just, I think everyone involved in the production was there. And, you know, I think it was, yeah, there were a lot of tears. There were mm-hmm. a lot of tears. Okay, Wait, was um, that everyone's final day? I don't think it was everyone's. Yeah, I'm thinking he might have shot the America's scenes a bit later, wouldn't it? Wouldn't I think, yeah, I yeah. think the um the LA, because I think it was filmed in LA, the last scene, um the last couple of scenes. And I think they were shot after, but obviously the main unit, the main mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. else um was was on that final day and yeah it was great it was great but a moment that killed us it absolutely killed us was um when beard shows us the footage of the last three four years or whatever yeah um a lot of the images that you see Mm -hmm. in the um in the actual video that they make is all behind the scenes um a lot of it oh. is actual behind-the-scenes footage that we had on our phones, um, mm. days out that obviously some of us had had, and we all sent it off to production, and then they used them in in the final thing. And I remember what uh, we were... Because um, I think it was actually... It was a bit of a green screen kind of moment. Like, when we were actually that watching was, the TV, there was nothing on. It that was, was what I was going to ask. Is that Was it, was it green-screened or were there actual images there? Nah, so there was no images there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know we were watching it, and we had the cues of saying, "Oh, Jamie, Jamie's having a fight here with with Roy," or you know it, we had those kind of things, so we react to it. But mm-hmm. then um, Jason just man, he killed us. Um, he just gave a little speech on how much work we put onto this, what we've done, all of our memories, bringing up all of the little different bits, speaking to it, you know about how he's seen out us grow as mm-hmm. people outside of the show over the last three years. And, oh, man, it was it killed us. It absolutely killed us, you know. Um, but I think a really, really nice scene. Um, and then actually, contrary to that, the crying on the pitch, mm-hmm. the funniest scene. Oh, the I was, funniest I was scene. <laughs> like, it was so hard, like, to just not completely piss ourselves laughing like because i think where where was i i was between mo bumbercatch and danny rojas mm-hmm. and we had these like mint sticks that you put under your eyes uh that burn your eyes so that you start crying yeah a bit of background info for, for yeah, people that's it, yeah. i can't remember the actual name of it now that's bad um but it's like this minty vaseline that you put under your mm-hmm. eyes mm-hmm. and i just remember standing next to to mo hash and he just started, I can't even remember the noise he was doing, but he sounded like a whistling train. And I'm just there trying to cry, but laughing my head off. And then I've got um, Christo on my other side, and he's just muttering anything, like all these Spanish words, he's just muttering, and I just couldn't hold it together. So many of those takes, we were just absolutely cracking up. Um and yeah, so it was quite weird that actually when you see it on the screen, you go from quite a sad moment to a funny moment. Um, we see us in our, like, we're the most upset. We're in actual real life. One of them was yeah. absolutely killer sad. And then one of the funniest things that we've done on the whole show. So Yeah, I, I think I like that scene because, I mean, it's almost a requisite for a finale, especially a series finale, that, like, you come in with that. Back in the day, it would have, like, the penultimate would be a clip show. And a sitcom would have just random clips of previous episodes. And it's meant to obviously um, 
get out some emotionality from from the audience. And I just like yeah. that. On one hand, it does that because Beard is doing that because they're going to leave and he wants everyone to feel emotional about it. But I like that the, the show acknowledged that and made them cry and made them it was like, we understand what something like this is meant to do. And they went ahead and like it wasn't yeah. like the players were fired up and were like, yeah, and then all of us are meant to be crying or sad. But like they're like the players are sad as well, which it, like you said, in turn is funny because I was just dying throughout that scene. Once yeah, I just, I yeah. Just like, um, no, so I really, I really enjoy that. Um, so obviously you you were here. I think it was after episode six, seven. I can't even remember. Uh, anyway, you were here I... early in the season, and there were some things you couldn't share. But like, so just now, is there anything that you want to say? Because obviously now you don't have the fear of the Apple League team. <laughs> um. I think when I can't remember if I said it on the last on the last episode that we did, um, and I said obviously there's a lot more to come when mm. we're in season eight and uh, in episode eight, and I think at that point the team weren't playing well. There wasn't the mm. upsurge in how well we were playing. So I think when you're watching it in episode eight, you're going, it's just not going well, and I don't think you can see us getting to even near close to winning the league. Mm-hmm. in episode eight so at the time you know when i was saying like there's there's so much more to come and it's kind of not what you're expecting um but then i think once you get to episode 11 episode 10 you can start seeing where it's where it's going a bit more um but i think one thing it doesn't feel like a complete definitive end but at the same time it does mm-hmm. because you've ted's gone you know mm-hmm. you can't have ted lasso without Ted Lasso. Um, so he's gone. So that means, you know, that, that that's not going to happen anymore. Rebecca sold 49% of the club. So mm-hmm. it, one, means she can fund as much as she possibly wants within the club if she wants to, or she's taken a back step and it means that that story is then kind of, do you know what I mean? So they've kind of finished it in a way that it, it it's conclusive, but there are still leads here and there, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. It's not the end of the stories. It's just That's the it. end of where we are interested in them, where we're, where we're watching yeah, them. Just follow this team for three years. Th- there's yeah. no reason to say that, you know, we can't have uh, Ted Lasso, a Roy Kent story, or, you know, a, a, these spin off series that well, could potentially come. Well, thanks for stoking those flames. Well, no, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> this is my own thoughts. Like, who knows? Like, I mean, Keeley puts the AFC women's Richmond team. women's team. Like, mm-hmm. There's another spin-off series that could come from it. Um, you just never know. I mean, why why can't we have a series of Ted managing a kids' football team in LA? You know? That is true. That it, is it, true. And that's what I mean. They've set it up in a way that it's so definitive that if it does finish here, it feels right to mm-hmm. end it there. But if they continue it, there's, there'll be no questions asked because it still makes sense. Um, you know, and I think. One of the biggest things for me, and again, this is no speculation, I don't want to stoke any flames, but Richmond are in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Can't end it there, surely. We, we were I, this I, close to winning the league and we're now I in the Champions think, League. I don't have high hopes for Richmond's Champions League hopes. Because well, for people who don't know, um, so Champions League groups are divided according to coefficients and the winners all go into the first pot. Basically, Richmond, a team who has never been in Europe, is probably going to be in the fourth port. So Richmond could have a league of, sorry, a group of maybe like Real Madrid, 
or actually the graphic group of like PSG, Barcelona. No, th- doesn't it come down to because we came second? Because we come second, we then. No, so all all the teams that win the, their leagues are in the first pot. Yes. Then every other pot is dependent on, on your, yeah. your European coefficients, and that's like how well you've done in Europe. In I mean, I mean the, the motto of the show: believe. What? Like, that's hundred percent true. That's hundred percent true. What what's going to be like a dramatic effect? You know, you're watching on TV. AFC Richmond, they're they're facing off against Real Madrid. AFC Richmond wins is unreal. Oh, they beat Man City at Etihad. Why can't they beat Real Madrid? Exactly. At the yeah, exactly. You're right. Believe. And you know, <laughs> Pep is better than Carlo Ancelotti. So those are let's those are, those are fighting <laughs> words that you just thrown down. Wow! You get just, us in the just, Champions League. You just said it. And I mean, at the same time, it means we get to go on holiday. We get through, to go all to through, these European you to games. Spain. So you have a whole season of just going to play. Yeah, Spain, forget the forget the league. We don't want that. We want Champions League. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, just speaking as someone who watches TV, I'll be I'll be very surprised if there is no form of like continuation for the Ted Lasso story. I mean, obviously, like it, it made. I mean, I think. Um, I think from from jump. Jason has always said that he had a three season plan for this and I kind of you kind of understand it. I've always I've always felt kind of always felt bad for him in particular. Like I'm just like especially everyone that like is American and is shooting here, because I'm like you're obviously leaving your family for yeah. eight months at a time. I was like, it makes sense. He has two young kids, like it makes sense that he can't do this forever. So it was so there been a point when I'm watching this thing, I'm like, this is so I feel like this is so closely mirroring just Jason's story, because obviously he has a young child at home and he's yeah, Jason has two, and he's like, I can't keep on shooting a show for eight months or twelve months in in the UK where my family's in yeah. America. Yeah, it, uh, it, it makes, and I also think you know I've always said this about TV shows and you know theatre, everything I've ever watched, and I think is the perfect length for a film, TV, whatever. The moment an audience mem- member says, "I could have done with a little bit more," or like, mm. "I want more." Does that then become the perfect length? Because if they don't want more, I feel like you've overdone it. Well, you want you yeah you want them you want to keep them wanting, but you also yeah. want to feel like it's satisfying. And it's point it's at conclusion. that point where it's like, oh, do we just finish it here? And you know we've we've got the perfect time length where people are wanting more because there's this Champions League, there's this nearly winning the league, there's all of these other things. Is it then the perfect length for it because the story is so conclusive, but audience still want more? Um, you know, maybe that is where the perfect length of a ser- series fits when you want yeah. more, but you can't get it. And I like to have our listeners wanting more as well. So I think that might actually be the perfect length for this discussion. <laughs> um, do you have any final final thoughts on Ted Lasso that you want to just share? Like what you would... I mean, you've already discussed like what this show, mm. the group of people meant to you and I guess what you would miss. But like, I don't know, any final thoughts on, on the show, shooting the show for the last four years, three years? Yeah. I, obviously, I, I could I, I could wax lyrical about how much it means to me and how much I think it's, you know, I just love everything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was something I was watch, uh I realised when I was watching the, the last episode. And I think... Jason and as Ted isn't just so much a character. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's a pointer of or like a an inspiration of how to like just be a better human being. Mm. Like I think 
the way that he's like forgiving Nate and the whole story with Nate, which I don't think is touched on enough, in that it's all about second chances. And even when even when you don't have the ability to give someone a second chance, or you don't feel like you can, and just the way he reacts with Nate and takes it upon himself to blame himself about the believe sign. Like I just think Jason himself and Ted as characters just yeah. It's what they mean. It's what they mean as characters and what they're meant to... Uh, how do you want to put it? Um, they're just... They're there to show us mm. a, a different way of being. Um, and yeah, I, I love it. I, I love every single minute of it. And I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the show. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I know that sounds a little bit biased, but I've loved every minute of it. I miss doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't miss the 6am at minus 3 degrees on a football field pretending it's the summer. I don't miss those bits. Um, but I've loved every single minute of it. And yeah, I'd, I'd love to do it again. I'd love that's, to be back. Well, that, that's great. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a, I feel like that's a great place to end it. I am personally very happy that you've had this experience and obviously that and all of the hopefully rewarding opportunities that you afford you going forward um thank you very much for coming on this podcast twice talk about this show anytime always happy to you know i wish you all the best with all of this and yeah i mean thank you to our listeners for listening to these two discussions with lewis and with mr adam hamilton thank you to him for coming on as well and yeah i don't know check up our Ted Lasso coverage across the scene and I guess check up all the other stuff we've done and join us next week when I will be joined by Oscar winner Daniel Kaluuya bye guys